Teen Sports listeners. I'm your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday. This whole hour of Santa Barbara Teen Athletes. Woo! And we're talking all athletes. A big, warm welcome to everybody today. We've got a huge, huge show. I'm so excited. And we have recaps with SB, DP, Bishop, and SM. So let's get going in the house. Romy Davies. Thank you, Erica, and hello, everyone. This is Romy Davies, Santa Barbara High School senior, reporting back from Santa Barbara, California, with this week's SB Dawn Sports Recap. On Friday, the boys' football team won a close defense-backed game against Rio Mesa with a score of 7-6 in overtime. Until halftime, the score was 0-0, so it was a very even match between the two teams. Starting the overtime at the 13-yard line after Rio Mesa was penalized for a personal foul on the final play of regulation, Santa Barbara quarterback Abel Ranceria passed to receiver Kai Malt for a 13-yard touchdown on the first play. Jeffrey Lechuga kicked the PAT for the eventual winning point. Coach JT Stone told Newsock, what can I say, our defense won this football game for us. In other winning news, on Thursday, the girls volleyball team beat San Marcos 3-1, losing the first set 24-26, but prevailing in the next three. I watched the game, I can say it was amazing, a great feeling to beat our rivals in a close match on their home turf, and then to run up and jump up on the court after we won. The girls next play Walnut at 5 p.m. this coming Tuesday. On Wednesday, the boys' water polo team beat Buena at their home turf in Ventura with a close final score of 12 to 11. Shout out Burfords! This Wednesday, they play Rio Mesa at 3.15. That's it for this week's Espidones recap and see you next time. Thank you, Romy, Santa Barbara senior. It's amazing second year with us. Really looking forward to seeing where she's going to end up in college and beyond. Uh, next we have, it's funny, Dr. D, we've got Matthew Weitzel, as you know, with DP second year. Did you know um, his dad sings with you on the Revels? I didn't know that. No. Oh, God. Christine say Marie. hello. Christine Marie just told me yeah. that. You know, Matthew's dad. <laughs> He's a rebel. I said, there you go. All right. So oh. Matthew's dad, your son's amazing. Just going to put that out there. Anyway, Matthew's got a 90-second recap for us. Matthew, what's going on? Thank you, Erica. As always, I'm Matthew Weitzel, and let's get into it. Starting off this week, we have Dos Pueblos football with a smashing victory over the Channel Island Raiders. 27-0. In the first quarter, Dos Pueblos brings a crushing foreshadowing of the finale of this game, with a 10-0 lead, and walks all over them getting 14 points in the final quarter. What an incredible victory. Going on to the stats of that game, Tripathi with 9 kicking points, and Buso with 3 touchdowns. Riding the high of that football game, we have yet another win for the DP records, with the water polo team against San Luis Obispo, with a win of 15-4. Unfortunately, the very next day they had a loss against our rival school, San Marcos, losing 13-6. A very opportune moment to show off DP Pride, but we still have a game against SB to win, so look forward to that. Overall, great job, boys. And now on to girls volleyball, where they were matched up with Buena, winning 3-0. The games went like this. In the first game, they had a foreshadowing victory of 9-25. In the next game, Buena starts to gain more confidence, but still losing 13-25. In the final game, Buena has their best game yet, losing 23-25. What a close and exciting game that was. 
And although Buena fought well, they didn't fight well enough. As I close off my segment, I would like to shout out Coach Cuthbert for letting me join the pole vaulting team in their training. It was great to learn a new sport. And that's all. Signing off. Aww, that was awesome. He's so such a professional. You know what's really exciting about doing what we do is you see the... It's kind of like when we first started D, 3 2, one. That's how I got started 12 years ago. 3 2, one. Like We didn't have training camp or anything. So I do the same thing with the kids. I said, just listen to yourself. Listen to the show. You're going to end up getting better and better and better. And my, I get so excited with these kids because they're just getting better, better, better. Speaking of better, 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 we've got Anna Coronado. I'm super blessed to know her. Went to St. Rayfields. Athlete of the Year at St. Rayfields. Went on to Bishop. And now she graduated in 2018, and she's come back to do the recaps. Anna Coronado is in the house up next. Thank you, Erica. I'm back with Bishop Diego's sports recap. This is Anna Coronado, class of 2018, and let's get into it. After last week's win, Cardinal football took a break this week and has been preparing for their next game against St. Bonaventure on Friday. Although they didn't compete, Brian Trejo was named as one of the Athletes of the Week during the Santa Barbara Athletic Roundtable Luncheon this week. Congrats, Brian. Water Polo faced a tough loss to Villanova Prep this week with a final score of 8-5. to five. But a special shout-out to goalie Reagan Adams, who had 11 saves and scored a full-court goal. Despite the loss, it was a well-played game for the boys. Girls Volleyball now has a 4-0 record in the league after their 3-1 win over St. Bonaventure on Tuesday. With great plays by Mia Bazzani and Emma Coglizer, Coach Dylan Bennett praised the seniors for their impressive win. Keep it up, ladies. Well, that's all for this week's Cardinal Recap. Thank you, Erica. Thank you, Anna. Love her. You know what? I, I did text her mother, just, just saying, and I told her mother, that if Anna is still single by the time John John is 30, <laughs> you think I'm kidding. I swear to God, I did. And then I send little future grandkids mm. that, you know, the ones, you know, you see them on TikTok and everything, you know, kids that, you know, little T-ball kids, they hit the ball and then they go and they just land. They just truck the kid that caught the ball. Okay, that's if we have like a football spirit. Okay, and then we have this one kid going up. Anybody's had to see this. went totally viral. You know, this kid is probably like three or four years old, and he's totally doing the step all the way. He's just doing the stroll, the strut, all the way. And he's doing the dancing, puts down the bat. <laughs> that's the, and he's just killing it. Yeah, that's the warm up. So I said, oh my God. I, when I get down, I watch that. I just cry. I just, I, I, those are my favorite ones. Anyway, at the end of the day, it's all such a blessing to have all these people. Um, last and not ever least class of 1967 ed what's going on at sm thank you erica i'm ed langlow proud alum of san marcus high here's what's happening in san marcus sports the girls volleyball team faced rio mesa last tuesday in the second round of channel league play brooke codley and riley green tied with six kills sammy schaefer went on a six-point serving run and tallied six assists to sweep rio mesa 25 14 25 8 and 25 12 making san marcus seven and one in league play then thursday volleyball resumed when the girls met santa barbara at the thunder hut for a face-to-face -face confrontation for first place in the channel league san marcus took the first set 26 24 and sophomore hitter elena thomas had a match high of 20 
27 kills, but it wasn't enough as Santa Barbara won the next three sets to earn the number one spot. The loss put San Marcos in a tie for second place with Dos Pueblos. The boys' water polo team had a showdown with Laguna Beach. At halftime, the score was 6-5 Laguna. Nick Prentice scored six goals, while Luke Burns and Jake Maggot mustered up one each. Laguna Beach eventually took the win 17-8. In the world of tennis, on September 12th, the Athletic Roundtable named San Marcos tennis player Natasha Gill Athlete of the Week. Now for a little history and a personal note. The San Marcos High School class of 1967 just had their 55th reunion. Head football coach for that era, John Stoney, and his wife were in attendance along with NFL referee and another proud San Marcos alumni, Laird Hayes. The game ball from 1965, the first time San Marcos prevailed over Santa Barbara High, was also on hand for a photo op with Coach Stoney and some of the team that made it all happen. Don't go away, we have a full house and a lot more coming up with college coach Raya Carpenter, Dr. Jean, Christine Marie with a view from the deck, and Dominique Hackett with something we all need a little more of, Booga, right after this. Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday, 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Dominique Hackett, and I'm with Santa Barbara Wellness Center and also TBAB. We help teach Braille to the visually impaired. So I love to do a what we call a Hackett's Hooga. Hooga! <laughs> nice. This is a moment where we talk about the cozy, wonderful things in life that make life more fun, make learning more fun, and just encourage community and friendship and family. Can, can, I, can I ask you a question? Can I do something real fast? Yeah. Because if I, I don't have, I'm out of water. And you know I have to drink my water when I listen to your hoogas. Okay, Sorry. so and I want to just go around the room real quick, just really fast. Outside of our wonderful producer Richard Dugan, we've got Don Sanders, Dr. Jean, along with Dominique Hackett, and we've got in the house Stephanie Forrester, and she's going to be giving us some updates. So I'm going to go get some. Uh, I'm going to be silently. So keep talking for about two seconds. You know, give me like ten seconds. Okay? No worries. Just keep before you start. You'll right. catch up. Yeah, I got to go. All right. <laughs> so we're headed into the fall season, which typically is considered the high hygge time. Because in the fall, that's when we do a lot of warm, cozy things just naturally. So we change the lighting in the house. Maybe we have fire in the fireplace or we have more candles. We're eating roasted vegetables and hearty soups and so forth. In Santa Barbara, we have experienced heat. We've had a cold snap, but now we're going to hear a little bit of heat again is coming up. <laughs> so but still, we've passed the end of September, so we're definitely into the fall season. So this week's Huga story, I wanted to do something that was more fall-related. 
So I found a wonderful story about three apples. So are you ready now? I'm ready. All comfy and cozy? Well, I'm ready. <laughs> so this story starts out with an old apple tree that was growing beautifully behind a wall and as it was growing, it was stretching its branches out over the wall so that it could catch the sunlight and the rain and just produce these glorious apples. Well, it was so old, this apple tree only produced three beautiful golden apples this one year. And as it reached over the wall with these three apples, it sang on the wind. Here in the orchard are the apples three. Who uses one well shall a treasure see. So, after a little while, a young person named Ashley came walking down the sidewalk. And Ashley saw these golden apples, heard this gentle music on the wind, and one apple fell from the wind and fell right at Ashley's feet. And Ashley picked up the apple and just thought, wow, what a lovely apple. It smelled delicious. It looked delicious. So Ashley did the natural thing. He bit into it. It tasted so great. He ate it all up. The snake didn't tell him that, right? It was the wind. Right? <laughs> <laughs> it was the wind. Just say it. He ate it all up and then just, you know, tossed the, the apple core in his sack to throw it away later. Well... As he walked away, the apple tree was actually a little sad. And the apple tree sang, Here in the orchard are apples too, but gone is the treasure that fell for you. That's like, why did the apple Aww. tree get sad? So the next person who came down the street was a little girl named Betty. And Betty saw these apples up in the tree and the wind blowing. And on the wind came the song, Here in the orchard are apples too, a treasure they hold for a child like you. And one of the apples dropped at Betty's feet. Now Betty was so full of joy to see this beautiful apple. She picked it up. She smelled it. Oh, my gosh. It smelled like it's going to taste so good. She put it in her backpack and she took it home and she put it in a drawer and she closed it away. Well, I don't know about you guys, but if any of you have ever left an apple in your backpack or someplace for like a week or two, what happens? Smells. It degrades and smells and <laughs> not a good thing. <laughs> so, of course, she you know, eventually had to throw it away. And on the wind, you could hear a very sad song. The apple tree was saying or sighing, only one apple now where once there were two Gone is the treasure I gave to you. Now, a third person came down the sidewalk. This person's name was Dawn. And Dawn. I was say Erica. Dawn <laughs> was a very Dr. wise, Dr. Jean. wise human being. And he saw this beautiful apple, and the wind blew. And this apple dropped to his feet, and he heard round and gold on the apple tree, a wonderful treasure hanging, see? And so he picked that apple, and he just enjoyed how beautiful it was, and he thought, you know, I know there's something special about apples. And he took his pocket knife out, and in the apple, in the middle of the apple, if you cut it round the middle and you break it open, there's this beautiful thing that you see. People forget this. Most people cut an apple open from top to bottom, but try cutting it 
through the side. When you open it up, what do you see? You see a star, this beautiful star. And inside the star are five seeds. There's a seed in every spot of the star. So Don took these seeds and he climbed over the wall and he planted these seeds next to the old apple tree. That's what Don Sanders would do. And then he hopped back over the wall and he went to join some friends and he shared that beautiful apple with some friends. And on the wind, he could hear the apple tree singing, a planted seed is a treasure won. The work of the apple is now well done. And that is my story. Wow. Very nice. <laughs> Stanley ovation. Don Stanton. <laughs> he likes that song. It was like he wants to sing now. So there's a lot of, there's the fun thing about stories is there's a lot of truths inside stories that we can pull from them. And this story, no one is wrong about what they did with the apple, but it does symbolize uh, how we treat sometimes possessions in our life, what we do with them. A lot of times we will enjoy them just for ourselves. That's fine. Or we try to save them away, but a lot of times saving away doesn't quite work. But then it's like if we find a way to share and promulgate for the future and at the same time be able to share it, wow, that is a real treasure for the world. That's awesome. Yeah. Good. Don, Don Sanders. Yes. We got, um, we got a couple of minutes. We're going to come back after break, but I know you're going to add this. Yeah, so I, that reminded me of the concept of reciprocity that uh, indigenous peoples practiced for centuries. It's like you you don't neglect something or it goes away, but if you take too much, it also goes away. So you share. And I mean, you take what you need and you share that amongst people so that everybody isn't going over there and taking. And, and our culture kind of has a problem with this. Our culture is based right now on a myth of infinite growth on a finite planet and it's not working <laughs> it's true mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. i just look at the waste too and yep. it's unfortunate because the guidelines for stores today back in the day i used to be able to get carrot tops for my for my chickens 15 years ago nobody complained you know they left them in the back of the door at the major grocery houses and then all of a sudden that went away then even when you form relationships, they're just not allowed. I'm talking about a carrot top. They don't use them anyway. And I'm just trying to use feed yeah. chicken. So they throw them in the dumpster. I'm telling you, you could have yeah. people like when Lang, <laughs> I mean, you'd see a car. Okay, You'd see Erica climbing on top of the car, reaching in the dumpster. Why wouldn't <laughs> I want to go free? Because carrots and all that kind of stuff, leftover vegetables are expensive. We have too many statutory regulations. I, I know we want yeah. to protect our people, but... Uh, we have so many statutory regulations. They're preventing us from the easy sharing. Right. Done. Yeah. In France, they do that. They recycle, you know, what would go to waste to people. I mean, and we, we have some outfits that come in and will do that, gleaners or whatever, but we need to do it much more. Yeah. Right. Well, in Europe, they've been hit with so many wars. They've all, it's in their DNA, I think, to use everything and to share. So this country has been so blessed with so much. We've had our dark days. We've had our depressions and whatnot, but they didn't last long enough to, I think, embed in the DNA that, you know, sharing at the end of the day is caring. But listen, speaking of caring, we've got a lot of uh, people in this community we want to support, and we're going to get to them right now, and we'll be back after these messages.
and this is Santa Barbara Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hey, this is Dr. Jean, and we are here talking about reciprocity and a little bit about uh, the Dominique's Huga. And uh, I had a few thoughts on that of, you know, at one point in my life, I took about a year off of working. And so I had to really figure out how to get, how to care for my own needs. And I worked with a friend at our local homeless shelter and I was amazed at how much food got donated there. But what was happening was they didn't have people to distribute it. So it was just being donated filling a bin and then going right back out to the dump. And so uh, a bunch of us got together and just decided to start sorting it and packing it and taking it to places that would take it. We went to senior living homes. We went, we walked the streets and just handing it out to people who didn't have meals. And I was able to do that for a year and feed myself and feed others. And what also struck me was the amount of uh, plastic and things that came with it, you know, just the way that we get food, you know, to try and preserve it and protect it and have these, you know, single items. It was just a massive amount of trash that also that it started. So, um, yeah, you know, I think we just got to keep looking at how can we keep working together um, to feed ourselves and use our local farmers markets and things like that. So nice. That's beautiful. That is nice. Uh, you know, we try in our household to l- limit the plastic coming in and use uh, glass mm-hmm. and also um, paper to wrap things up. But your paper to wrap things up. So teens, if you can start things like that in your household and just have conversations with your parents and just say, hey, what can we do to reduce all this plastic? Let's let's go back to glass, metal, and uh, and butcher block paper. It's, it's funny yeah. in a way to me, you, especially when you've upgraded and you do being concerned and, and doing the organic, and then you package it in plastic. <laughs> so you have to be, you have to watch. You know, it's it's counter. You have to pay attention to. We just actually Richard Ellsworth just said this that to us. Yeah, you, you're putting organic ingredients in these plastic containers well there went right after that they went right out of the house and I, we've got glass and, and everything and we, all storage containers are now we glass. have reusable uh drink instead of yeah. yeah instead of plastic yeah, really good. yeah you've done all that probably for years now huh don because you're very well, we all, we all they they can they know now that we all have microplastics inside of us i think i think i've mentioned here before in the d- deepest part of the ocean the marianas trench you know little one-celled organisms have multicolored plastic bits in them Woo. Whoa. <laughs> okay wow well maybe the next the future generations the new modified dna well, I, so I was, to, maybe they'll be able to absorb it. I remember I'm when hoping, I was. I'm hoping mycelium will. You know, uh, but yeah. Paul Stamets up there in Washington. Yes. A lot of research showing that pollutants and things can be broken down by by mushroom mycelium. Yes, you know? yes. There's a lot of interesting research going on with mushrooms. I remember yeah. when um, I was carrying my five children and finding out that Teflon passes the the barrier and. And Teflon is now in all of us. No. So there's a there's a lot of odd things happening to you. Speaking, speaking of food and distribution in the house, we have Anthony Rodriguez. Hey, Anthony. 
Hey, how's it going? Good. Speaking of food, you you had a huge event. Talk about it. I, I follow you know I stalk you on Facebook just so you know. <laughs> yeah, we uh, so the food bank um, is purchasing a brand new warehouse in uh, Galita, and it this warehouse is giving us triple the space that we currently have at our at our warehouse in Santa Barbara. Woo-hoo! We've been trying to work wow. really, really hard to get this. Um, and, the, you know, over the weekends, what we did is try to invite our community members to come and take a look at the brand new warehouse and what our ideas are. Um, so this space is going to give us um, space to be able to have over a million pounds of food uh, ready to go in case of a disaster. Um, we're also going to have a uh, a location that we are going to be able to bring organizations to come and uh, do some training, train with us, uh, collaborate, uh, use our space. So this this warehouse, we're calling it the Share House. Nice. Oh, we oh, like that. Oh, I, I yeah. love that. Nice. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So we're really, great. really excited about it. Um, so we had some booths. I had my disaster preparedness booth. Um, you know, showed them. We did some hands-only CPR, and we're showing the we're showing the community what steps we're taking in disaster preparedness uh, to be able to provide for our community during disasters. So, uh, and then we had uh, our our kids' little cooking area to teach kids some little, how to cook a little bit. Um, you know, we have some great programs at the food bank. I mean, our, our programs uh, section is just awesome. They, they, they're doing an amazing job. And so um, we wanted to show everybody what we were, what we were about and what we were doing. And it, it was very successful. Very so successful. are you still looking for volunteers? If any teenagers out there would like to get some community service hours? Oh man, yes. You, they can go on to foodbanksbc.org. Come and take. Uh, you go on to volunteer, and you, you can take a, take a look and see what uh, positions there is available. If anybody wants to uh, volunteer for our disaster stuff, uh, they can go also go on to foodbanksbc.org, and they can go ahead and send me an email saying that they're interested because I have a lot of trainings coming up that I'm going to need victims, and these victims they can have a lot of fun, be able to get to know emergency services. And can, you know, talk to us and then be part of this, uh, the disaster drills, and they can get community service hours for it. So you need people That's to get true. bandaged, triage. Oh, yeah. The, and, and the more, the better the actor, the, the, more, the better the drill will be. I'm, nice. I've got a really loud voice, you know, Anthony. Like I can, <laughs> I can belt through hallways. Like, well, that's hey, what I need. I need everybody need to start screaming. Help! I know you no. need that. Calling all teens, right. opportunities. Yeah. Nice. And it's a fun opportunity. I mean, and and if they're thinking about going into the medical, you know, medical services, you know, and when they get older, I mean, this is a perfect uh, stepping stone for them to get to know the community, know the fire department, know the police department. Um, you know, there's a lot of organizations that we work with as a team that are part of a team that create this team of community emergency response team training and it's a it's a perfect stepping stone for them to get to know the community do you need to have a sag after um uh, you know thing i'm you know a member of um so uh basically <laughs> our team is actually recognized as a team now through fema um and so what i'm sure what i'm training for is if people want to stay involved Yes, um, we're doing extra um, trainings for advanced trainings, either psychological first aid, um, communications, anything that we can go ahead and keep people involved because you never know what's going to happen. You know, just all these earthquakes that we're having around the world is just, you know, it, it, it's an eye opener. It's 
Didn't uh, recent that's, that's so great. Yeah, yeah recent you should, all people should go through that through a class in that, you know, just oh, to become yeah. more capable citizens because you never know, like you said, what's coming. You've yeah, done exactly. you've been trying to do that for years. I mean, Anthony's a very good friend of mine. To get this into schools as a class, this would be great. It is, it is great. I mean, we did we did a couple classes at at San Marcos a couple of years ago, right before COVID. I, I graduated that. the team, and what was amazing, so amazing that I I'll never forget this. Is there was one young lady that she was so worried she was not going to graduate, that she was not going to do good in this, and the day of her drill, the day of the drill, she was the one that literally was on point, knew exactly what to do, took the bull by the horns, and just said. This is what's happening. This is what we need. This is what's going on. Bam, 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 bam. And I was like so amazed. It was so nice to see. And then uh, San Marcos had a drill for the whole entire school that they actually part- uh, had the certs that graduated from this class participate in it and help with it. Yay. Well, let me, t- well, let me tell you, she was a straight out leader. She uh, counted the victims that she had. She told the team she would be right back. She grabbed one other team member, walk, uh, walked the victims up to the top, and she's like, where's triage? Not even the nurse knew where triage was or what it was. <laughs> And then so true. You, She's you like, lit her up, Anthony. You do that. I don't know if you have that gift. You know, you are definitely. You know, you're a light worker. Inspiration. You're so inspirational. You inspiration. It, it was so just many awesome. Kids. It was awesome to see. I mean, because she was. Everybody was so surprised. All her whole team was clapping and, and excited because she literally just she nailed it. Like nailed it. And um, you know, it's really nice to see now that she's actually after that class. She's been doing a lot more stuff in the Do community. Do you remember her name? Really, huh? Do you remember her name? Do I remember her name? Not off the top of my head right now because I'm so excited. Because I, I, <laughs> I know. I do, I do the same thing. And I didn't mean to. No, I'm, just, I'm sorry I put you on the spot on that. But I'm like, oh. No, no. It's okay. I mean, but she's, 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 she's hey, so awesome. She's going to listen to this show and she's going to know who she is. So there you go. That's oh, how yeah. it works. Oh, yeah. She, right. was, she, was, she, she was awesome. Yeah. Never, never forget that. That's awesome. So, I mean, it, it gives, you know, it gives these kids opportunities. It gives these kids, um, you know, some self-motivation, um, self, you know, inner strength. That's why and, we, you know, that's why people like to inspire people, love it so much because it's that feedback that you get and then, then you have a life memory and it's just it was so worth it. You know, ah, it's yeah. awesome. I agree with Don. It's like we have to encourage the community to go get trained on all this. The more people we have trained in life uh, safety is wonderful. And it creates community. And that's what Teen Sports Radio is about. And um, hey, let's take a little break. We've got Stephanie Forrester. Fill up your coffee cups right after this message. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. Hi, I'm Stephanie Forrester. Um, my son passed away seven months ago today. 
to the date. Um, he was 22 years old and um, I've become involved in a lot of different activities to promote um, things that um, that I feel is very needed in our community. So since that, I started Project Opiate. And last week, we um, actually found a seller that sold um, some fentanyl to a person and the person passed away. And so for the first time in the United States, here in Santa Barbara, we actually have charged that seller with first degree murder without any bail, which I think sets a pretty big, large tone in that. I've also become an, very active in a project that I'm starting that says Teen Sports Matter. I think Teen Sports Matters because I think just the words alone put it out there. It puts out that it's teen sports is very extremely important. It's healthy for our community. Um, it creates um, all sorts of things that are in a positive way. Um, it's, you know, I think it's something that we've, we've needed. So team sports is, you know, a very, very healthy thing to have in the communication. It promotes the generation that we have and it'll also promote the generation coming up. Stories of when they grew up and the opportunities that they had. I love it when Heather Bond said it best. She was put track and molded her to become who she is, firefighter, now she does global relief to support, you know, underprivileged, and she's doing light. She has uh, trek trekking ambassadors, ambassadors now. She's actually running that through uh, Santa Barbara Wellness. And I was out here talking to Mike in the morning and, and talking to another woman that was there of all the sports and all the opportunities that were given to kids you know, in our generation and that we got to bring that back. We have to realize that nationally on elementary school, junior high, high, high school and college, thousands of programs are being cut and it's not okay. And so when we see something like Friday Night Lights, Flag football. Um, flag football here in Santa Barbara, where it would have affected 700 kids. We said, no, that's not going to happen. Maybe logistically for whatever the politics was behind it. But the community got together and we stopped it. We didn't let that happen. And it's because of leadership um, with the Michael Bakers t talking the talk and everybody on this panel. And then Abe Jihadami stepped up. I mean, it's Ted's Friday Night Lights. I mean, he was very... Uh, thankful and supportive to all of your work, Stephanie, that you just, you, you were a dog on the bone with that. <laughs> Don't say you were not going to let that. You were determined. <laughs> you, you went, you called the mayor, your friend. <laughs> just say, I'm calling the mayor. And he took your call. <laughs> so, so parents need to know, teen sports provides so many opportunities for our young kids to grow not only individually but socially there's so many skills that you learn interacting with a teen sport yeah um i, I had a phone call in 2014 i got a phone call from dave rennick and i coached his older brother thomas and this is in 2014 and they said eric i need a favor and I coached him in basketball, and he said, we want to play flag football, but we don't have a coach. And if we don't have a coach, then we're not going to have flag football. I, I never coach flag football. But done. We'll do it. So I recruited somebody else that I knew would help me. And, uh, yeah, undefeated. I'm just saying that doesn't matter. It doesn't matter, okay? <laughs> what you, it does. It's about playing, okay? It's about, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. 
But uh, it was great because we had girls on the team. It was co-ed. It was probably one of the, because I didn't know any, I got a rule book. And I'm like, seriously? Because I'm audible. They, they didn't have audible rules, right? I need somebody to explain the rules to me. Um, and it's a little different than when I played flag football at Westmont. The rules were a little different. Um, but it's something like that. So when you hear things, if you can't take action, then t- talk about it. Because just you spreading light, it's just got, that in itself will create the chain, right? So I just really appreciate everybody on this panel and everybody attached to Teen Sports Radio. For the last 12 years, that's what we've tried to do, create community. This is a community hour, and this is what we're trying to do. Dr. D. Well, I would agree with you on that 100%. And uh, regardless of what arena it is, teen sports or otherwise, uh, community is extremely important. And then going to... Uh, <clears throat> going to Anthony's, uh, uh, the work that he does, you need to set up your network now of people. Uh, I, I get that there are a lot of people that they want to be solitary, uh, living their lives all by themselves, that kind of stuff. I didn't go to wash in the middle of a disaster because they're going to need, uh, you're going to need just as much assistance and support uh, as other people who have networks. And so we need to band together when there are no disasters, you can go off and be by yourself, be a lone wolf. That's okay. You know, it takes all kinds. But we need to develop community. Yeah, I want to I piggyback on what you two have said. Uh, we're social animals. We're not really meant to be lone wolves, even though sometimes it feels good to have some time for yourself. But mm-hmm. I agree. Create community everywhere. I, I think everywhere, whether you're in sports or just in, in business or in the community at large, something that's a place where it's inclusive and intimate and i'm talking more about social intimacy i'm not speaking of sexual intimacy um vulnerable and honest and um a a real good friend of mine who died uh she taught at sbcc up there communication genuine dialogue occurs when two or more people engaged are actually changed by the experience they're willing to be changed in the act of having the dialogue well, wow. uh, so I always call this year like Don's Massage serving Santa Barbara and Ventura counties and my office in beautiful downtown Ojai. Yeah, and Woo. you're amazing. And you're my personal masseuse, and I love you. You've kept my head on in my head on my shoulders. Um, Dr. Jean, explain the the psych I just look at it as almost therapeutic creating yeah. being part of a of a group that you've helped uh, yeah. put together or even just joined being the last you know ring on the chain well you know i i heard somewhere about uh you know the all our you know the hormones and the neurotransmitters all those good chemicals that go through our body that the serotonin comes really from working in community right that you can you can only get some chemicals from being with other people and that it is actually feeling that sense of contributing to the community that that gives you that that serotonin feel right and and also i mean just the structure of having um, team sports, you know, it gives routine for families, right? Everybody's 
organizing around the sports, the practice, the games. It makes, you know, there have, you know, regular bedtime. So people are getting better sleep. And um, just as a team, it's like, you know, when you come home, you have your own family team of like, hey, this is what we're doing together. So you're also, you know, working within the smaller community of, of, the, of your families and then bringing it out to the larger communities that like, hey, how are you doing today? Right. Connecting with um with each other like how how's your family doing how are you guys holding up and your son's doing so great and your daughter's doing so great so yeah i just love that community aspect of of community of uh team sports nice and and take the time check out that's why we do the recaps in the beginning of the show these schools have got amazing athletes and some of these programs are on fire so if you have an opportunity Go check out your local high school, a lot like water polo. There's no charge. There's a lot of events. It doesn't cost anything to to go in. Sometimes you have to pay a little bit of a gate fee, but understand it goes right back to the school to maintain the property and everything that's around the sports. And we need to support the school more because of the lack of attendance is what is uh, making the school and the districts justify the costs. Okay, so let's all get out there, pick a sports, pick a team, especially if you graduated from one of the high schools here, even one of the elementary schools. Man, if you haven't gone to an elementary school, it's a kick. All right, so anyway, and you can go online and, and check out the schedule, but let's do this. We have, we're scheduled to take another break, so let's do it. Sarah Casalda, Queen of Teen, we'll be back with more after these messages. Teen Sports Radio Show. I am your host, Erica, the Queen of Teen. Please tune in every single Tuesday at 9 a.m. This is Stephanie Forrester, and I just wanted to close out with Team Sport Matters with sports lets you learn from a role model, which is extremely important because a lot of homes do not have role models in them. Um, I'd like to start with being the first to say what I, my, my gratitude to is about this week and it was about going to the friday night lights um games this weekend and it, it, i was so grateful to see all the people playing all the kids all the ages and all the interactions oh beautiful Boom. nice and i know you you didn't say this but you gave out t-shirts and sandwiches and you were amazing got a lot of feedback i saw all the pictures you're a beautiful lady stephanie keep it up anthony Hey everybody, this is Anthony Rodriguez from the Food Bank of Santa Barbara County. And one thing that I am grateful for is actually our whole entire community because when, when something happens, we all come together. Beautiful. Don, two minutes. I'm, I'm grateful for the Day of Peace. We had an Ojai at noon last Sunday in Libby Park and there was some great speakers and the people that 
worked very hard to get Ojai designated as an international city of peace. We're in attendance. Beautiful. Dr. Jean. Hi, this is Dr. Jean, Dr. Jean therapy.com. And I would like to send my appreciation out to anybody out there who has got their reusable cup and is working to not uh, use those single-use items. That's that's what I'm sending it out to. Nice. Woo! All right. So Dominique, myself, and Dr. D are going to be going to have a try grateful to the same person because we go there every week for lunch, and it's the bomb. A gratitude to Pradeep Shastri, who is the new owner of Cantwell's. So if you've never oh, been to Cantwell's Market, oh my oh. gosh. Such a deep, wonderful, beautiful soul is making your food, and it is absolutely delicious. And, and the turkey. His, his fries ain't bad either. No. <laughs> Jordan. Turkey club is fire. Okay? <laughs> I love that turkey club. <laughs> Pradeep, so. thank you so much for your generosity, your smiles, and your food. Namaste, Pradeep. Yeah, Dominique is is looking on the menu right now. I think we're gonna go off shoot from the. I'm gonna get club. the Nirvana wrap. Ooh. It's a veggie kind of veggie, wow. right? Mm. Can we get the? Can we add bacon? I will. <laughs> we'll talk about it. Everything's good with bacon. It's vegan except for bacon. That's it. <laughs> That's it. Okay. Santa we love you. God bless you. Make somebody happy today. See you next week. Oh, wow. 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 O